Hello! Today we're going to talk about employer branding. We're going to talk about employer branding in the way of the original concept uh, and what has turned it into a higher turnover amongst organizations uh, due to the current framework. And also, where is employer branding going next? So today I've got Thomas Mahoney. Uh, we consider him well-practiced within the employer branding field. Thomas, you come from, you, you're being an employer branding advisor as your sort of private business, but you also work with the Arise Group uh, as a CMO, CEO. And what I understand that they do is basically you supply 3D, augmented and virtual reality for businesses, uh, metaverses and NFT creators. Absolutely. Thank you, Heidi. And first of all, thank you for having me on your show. Um, it's been a pleasure and I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Um, it's been a while since I've had a platform where I can really speak about this. Um, and what's exciting about this is we're going, to, we're going to speak about the original concept and where it's been for all these years and where it's going next. And that might be a bit um, disruptive in a, way, in a way, you know, so, so looking forward to this. Fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Thomas, uh, uh, actually, who will you be representing today? Like your, you yourself and your own business or a RISE group? Absolutely. So currently I uh, manage operations um, uh, at Arise. Arise, like you rightly so, um, uh, offers um, an incredible product, um, which is augmented reality, um, virtual reality and 3D to all businesses. And we're looking into as well, um, creating quite a cool product for gaming soon. Um, um, but employer branding is something which is something which is very close to me. You know, I started this concept way back in 2010. And although I moved on to doing different things throughout my career, um, I kept pursuing the concept into depth as I went along. So um, I'm actually combining employer branding with technology. Mm -hmm. And that's where Rise comes into. And um, we'll speak about that later on um, on the show. So so yeah, so, so it's a bit of both, you know, it's uh, it's not one or the other. I'm here to, to do a bit of both. So when you're saying you started working on something uh, in 2010, that's your own idea of employer branding. I want to hear more about that. But in parallel, parallel to this, the employer branding as sort of perceived by you know the rest of us or or the our organizations out there it's totally different to what you are talking about am i understanding it correctly yes um when i started off this concept employer branding was purely um uh, an educational component um usually referred to as a marketing kind of pr or a marketing execution you know within an hr framework um uh, which is there to educate people on the core values and the personality of a company so that one can understand, is this company for me? Is this company not for me? You know, and all this kind of stuff. Um, however, we're talking about like external kind of marketing, what messages we share on LinkedIn, Friday beers, 
clean up, yeah. etc. Okay. Yeah. Hmm? I, I, well, originally that concept was a very, was a very genuine concept, and it was there to show what the industry is all about, the capabilities, the approach, um, what's available. However, as we went through time, um, companies kind of kept on adapting this kind of approach, which kind of does not which does not fit in within today's um, culture environments and how things progressed, you know. Um, so as we will go through onto the show today, we will understand why certain things do not work and why we've ha- we have high turnovers mm. in companies, especially by companies that are applying employer branding um, in their framework because companies do tend to want to have employer branding in mm. and they kind of want to have it because everyone has it in their portfolio. Mm. But are they applying it properly? Um, and, and that's the question one, one needs to ask, you know. Um, so, so what would you say the difference in between marketing and employer branding? What, what's the difference here? If we think so about the, the parallel current uh, setup. So that's a crucial question to us. That's where we need to start from, right? So um, in marketing, we are fighting for mindshare. We are fighting for market share in the short, least possible time. You know, it's a fast industry. It's a, um, it, you, you need the shortest amount of time um, to market from, from, from concept to market. Um, and, and that's what we're all fighting for in, in generalistic terms. Now, when we look at employer branding, the product is human beings. Mm-hmm. And human beings are very sensitive. So that human beings are very sensitively programmed, right? So um, at times... It's, it's not like when you're marketing a product which is progressive, but at times you need to take a step backwards. You need to understand the macro environment, how, how the industry is shaping up, how roles are shaping up, um, the skill sets needed, the, the company culture. The company culture is always growing. It's like a living, moving um, concept. So all these, all these little elements have to be constantly aligned, and it's not a one-size-fits-all concept which started five years ago and you can apply it today or tomorrow. Tomorrow you may need to change your concept again. Mm. When I say change, you may need to tweak it to suit your needs and requirements, right? Mm. So, so we have one, which is the marketing fight, um, literally fighting for market space, and the other one is literally dealing with the progression of people's careers, mm. right? So that is the difference between the two, and it does, and, and they don't reflect each other. Although I repeat that um, employer branding is a bit of a marketing tool within an HR framework, but that's as much as we can say. It is marketing, you know. Mm. Um, so that's the difference between the two sides. And one must be very careful because if you build the wrong framework um, for this concept, then it's a very flaky house you're building, you know, on a very, on a very, uh, on a very um, bad framework. So, 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 that's, so that's key here. And the key concept to employer branding is mirroring precisely the organization's core values its approach and its methodology with people. So you're describing a gap here, it sounds like, you know, what we actually do, the practices that we do, and they are maybe not the best practices. No, um, this is correct. And this is why we have a high turnover because um, when you do not mirror what the company really is all about when an organi- each organization has its core values, whether knowingly or unknowingly. When you do not portray precisely what it's all about, 
and you onboard people with a false expectation, mm -hmm. that can only be damaging. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you go into a restaurant and, and this, this restaurant says it's a, it, it sells Italian food and then you walk in and then it's, it's Maltese food, <laughs> it's disappointment, you know, yeah, <laughs> not, because have, food, I, not because the food is bad, you, but I, 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 you know, I'm so curious about whatever examples or experience you have within the field of sort of bad employee branding marketing here but uh, i'll let you sort of uh, mold that a little bit and let's see if you have something to share with us later on a story if you'd like yeah definitely i one of the employer brands i had launched um way back in 2014 i guess um was precisely copied word for words including the website and all and on the one I had launched, there was a punctuation mistake, which was even copied on the other employer brand. So you can just imagine how much they understood the concept themselves. You know, so it was flattering because, hey, my work is being noticed. Hey, this concept is really catching on. Like, uh, it's, it's, be it's becoming an integral part of of um, company of companies and, and organizational structures. And that's where you say, that's when you start to feel like you've won the lottery actually, because you know, like your concept is really being used and you've put your work to added value, you know, as added value to other organizations. But then you start to realize that, hey, is, is, is an employer brand all about parties, both parties, um, fruit, uh, free fruit and free perks or that, or is it about the retention? Mm and the engagement of your own internal employees mm. Mm. and the acquisition of new skill sets, new, new, new potential candidates who want to make part of an organization, of a culture, and make an organization something bigger than it actually is right now. And this is where you have an idea. And that is where the gap is, mm. that people generally who are in... Uh, or responsible for employer brands are not necessarily well-versed about the subject, diplomatically speaking. <laughs> um, <laughs> so sorry, but I, I have to say, I have to say it the way it is. Um, and, um, and at times you see marketing, um, marketing exercises being done yeah. and not, um, uh, an exercise where you know this is revolving around human beings and revolving around cultures and and and, and career progressions and stuff like that. When I used to create my employer brands, um, I always focused my employer brands around location and community, um, company culture, and and technology. Mm -hmm. So, so how to bring the three together? Yeah. So so what's this? Uh... Maybe you can't share too much right now, but uh, what's this sort of disruptive uh, concept that you are planning? So, so yeah, so I, I kind of describe employer branding in three generations, right? When we started off way back in 2010, when I started off the concept, and this concept was quite hard to kick off because when I went to people and said, listen, this is what I want to create. I want to create a role within a company. Um, where <laughs> I want to, I want to literally teach people about the industry. I want to teach people about um, the, the possibilities within this digital era. Um, and I, I, I need this amount of budget. I need this amount of resources, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. First of all, people kept on staring at me like, "Are, are you okay?" 
I'm like, yeah, I'm okay, but I, I really believe there's a gap in the, in the market and we really need this as a company. Apart from that, we'll be helping the whole industry in general, right? Because the more people we attract towards the industry, the better the talent, the better the talent pools, the more quality we're going to create, et cetera, et cetera. And in 10 years, so, so much has happened. I mean, the, the 10 years ago, the industry was still quite young. It was, it was really difficult. You could throw the best packages at people and people wouldn't join because people knew nothing about it. It had a very different um, uh, stigma to it. Um, people had a different conception, which were purely misconceptions um, created by people who knew nothing about the industry. So we had to create all this. We had to instill education and, 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 the, and, the, stemming of all, and the stem of all this, this concept was educational, right? And, and, and this is the key point. So that was where we left from in the first generation. After about three, four, five years down the line, in about 2014 to 16, we had the second generation of employer branding, where employer branding became an integral part of organizations. And it started fitting into HR structures, yeah. and the, the and we started to create a bit of a structure of how the how how this employer branding structure would actually fit in with an HR um, to actually add value internally and externally. Now, whether that has caught on and whether companies do actually understand the usage of that framework, that is a different discussion to have because if you really um, analyze this nine cases out of 10 do not understand how that how this actually works and they end up using a very damaging um, uh, employer branding approach now we're getting into an era where um, I had said this before COVID hit in and, and, and you and I had discussed this some time ago where I wanted to create an environment which is totally digital and virtual by which people can work in and and um, when I said this um, in 2018, um, and I even gave a few interviews at the time, um, people thought I was in La La Land kind of thing, you know, like, okay, how, how can this even work out and stuff like that? Then COVID hit in, and a lot of firefighting concepts came out to try and solve and mitigate the, the kind of um, environment where people would actually work virtually, which in hindsight, once... COVID had hit in, there was only so much um, companies could come up with in terms of features and programs and stuff like that, because it was like a house on fire trying to kind of build an alarm system while the house is on fire kind of thing, you know. Mm. Um, and and um, That's where the technology the, comes in, basically. And, uh, exactly. And this is where people said, ah, okay, now this actually happened for real. How do we take it on from here? How do companies that have are that have been uh, working in traditional offices and now have gone remote because they find that it's much more productive, it's easier, people enjoy it more, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. How do people work in a closer culture in a closer environment, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Ultimately, we all work in a in a technological field, right? Mm -hmm. So now's now's the time where I said, okay. I never left employer branding. I follow employer branding a lot as a concept, but now is the time when my vision can make more sense. And this is um, creating an environment, a virtual environment in which people can work through augmented reality. Um, and I can literally pop up an office right in front of me right here. Um, and you would have a proper office in place where you can 
sit down there, into, um, engage with other people in your company. They would be popping up the same thing from their own mobile. And, and the cool thing about this is you need nothing else in terms of technology. All you need is your device. So you only just the hold, hand hold yeah. only the phone. No additional apps, no additional software, no additional plugins or technology. It's just your device. As long as your device has a camera and, and luckily enough, all these um, companies creating devices are doing this work for us. Mm. This the, this technology works fantastically well. Just like we're, we're also we're creating this at Arise, we're creating this office space, which is a kind of independent sit-alone metaverse where it would be completely bespoke to a company. Yeah. And we're also looking at, for example, popping up, um, creating a pop-up casino where you just where you're literally at home. You pop up a, a room right in front of you. And you can walk around it. You've got um, different games, table games, slots, this, this, and that. But and th- when you're done, you just pop it back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, is this sort of the future of employer branding? This is sort of what we're going into. And I know that there are companies looking into or maybe have already adapted to metaverse kind of experiences. So this kind of already, or it would happen with or without you. Uh, how would you sort of, how do you differentiate, differentiate yourself? I mean, you, you're talking about like only the phone is needed. What what sort of has your concept, concept that you're describing, is this being sort of caught up by others or are you, spe- are you still having something sort of unique? We do have something very unique because um, so the, our technology has been around for a good five, six years now, right? So we've been improving that um, over the last year. So it's not something we just kind of jumped onto a bandwagon because COVID hit in and people are doing this concept and stuff like that, right? Um, first of all, the fact that and, and make no mistake, this can be on desktop, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem with a lot of these metaverses we we, we hear about are only available on desktop and on certain browsers as well. With, with our technology, um, you can use it on your phone, on your on your on your tablet, on on, on whatever device you want, right? So that's already a huge advantage. So it's a um, to all basically. It's not a major sort of. It's a simple solution that makes it disruptive because everyone can use it. Everyone can use it, and it's very. We make it very easy for companies to integrate, right? Um, going back to the first part of your question, though, is it going in this direction? Yes, definitely. There, there's no two ways about it, and I'll tell you why. Because whatever is on the web, right, is all about whatever you see. So it's all visual. Yes. No matter how visual it is, we've been missing out on one key component, which is an enhanced layer. And what we do is we introduce a new layer where you start seeing things in a completely different way, whether in front of you um, in a room. For example, just to give you an example, we've we've just launched um, a campaign um, with um, two local fashion designers here in Malta who went to Los Angeles, to the Los Angeles Fashion Week, and literally gave um, the runway show in literally t- 3D through AR technology. We're, we're launching an art gallery where um, you would go into an independent metaverse, which would be an art gallery. You would walk into this gallery, 
which is an underground gallery. You, would, you can go, for example, in the, you have two lobbies and you can go to the affordable art gallery and to the um, VIP gallery. Mm-hmm. You, would touch on, you would touch one of the art pieces. It would pop up on your phone. You can literally try it in the room. You would see how the art looks within your environment at home, um, literally within the, the decor, the style and everything. You can take pics of it and see how it looks in your own environment, which which you can't really do with any other tool. Mm-hmm. And if you like it, you buy it. You get the NFT format of that as well. You actually get the real painting as well. Mm-hmm. And once that's sold, a new art comes up and the old one just disappears. So this is the kind of approach. This is the kind of technology we're using, which is quite advanced and pretty pretty intelligent. Mm-hmm. So I- applying that... Sorry, yeah? No, no, no. I'm just sort of... I'm seeing like... Uh, PKR poker back in the days, you know, you, you dress your own avatar. Uh, exactly. Uh, but then exactly. My, my mind is also flashing to ABBA releasing their new songs after 40 years, they're on stage in London, not actually being there. So I, for myself, being a very sort of physical person on site, uh, this is just the entire where we're going into it's it's magnificent and uh, the yeah. action feel that you're talking about i mean the experience itself it's it's cool it is it's in and it's inevitable if you if you look at for example some posts from some of the biggest um, technology provider companies on linkedin last week and stuff they're all testing ar and 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 this kind of tech because it's inevitable that's what that's where the world's going and that's what i was trying to say before through this technology you're you're giving people a new layer of how to see stuff inside your room so i can literally um, pop up a table right in front of me a table game right in front of me and with, so in the background i'm seeing my own living room but i can still see the table game like right there mm-hmm. or i can see a desk with an office with a screen which is being shared with 100 other people with something which is streamed there for all employees and it's right in front of, of your office like I mean, in your office or whatever. Yeah. So, so, so it's kind of hard to explain. But the second you see it, just one of those things, and go, is it, is this real or what? Yeah. Like, and you're, you see people looking behind their mobile and say, where is this thing? Like, I can pop a bag, you know, like in front of my desk. I'm like, well, like it's that real, and we're taking it one step further because we're actually involving the engagement of people within this within this concept. Not just an avatar. So it's your engagement, and that's the difference. You see, you see where this is going. Yes, I'm just sort of thinking like when we have our team calls on Mondays. You know, we can have like 15 minutes of just pure laughing using certain effects, like we sit in a cinema room or something. And I mean, take that to the next level. Obviously, it gets more. Already, that you know makes it feel a bit closer. I am not just sort of sitting here on a on an island somewhere, uh, but I'm with the team. Yeah, absolutely. And we can all log into the same space, walk around the same space, um, sit down there and share your ideas and work together. You can even stream stuff off TV screens and off computers, which are in in that augmented reality environment. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's never ending. The possibilities are never ending. It all depends on, on the requirements of the client. And it's purely bespoke. But definitely, that's where I want to take employer branding and certain gaming products too. Thomas, and it's already out on the market. Like you, you talk about clients. Like how is this actually perceived? Is the concept sort of they buy into it? What's 
Um, we, we, in terms of, of uh, AR, yes, definitely it's out there. We have other clients with a lot of stuff, but in terms of gaming-related products and employer branding, we're nearly there with prototypes, um, with like really advanced prototype, not an MVP, like a minimum product, which kind of um, you need to like reimagine the whole world to kind of make it and make you understand. It's like this is what it is, and it's nearly done. Apart from from finishing touches, you know. So 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 we're nearly there, absolutely there. What uh, when we spoke some time ago, we were also talking about like internal audits and kind of you know uh, maybe not administration, but like the uh, discussions around it for an for an employer to take this on. Uh, do you have any sort of internal audits? Yeah, I, internal. I've I've written it down like internal audiences and external customers. Ah, internal audiences. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. Um, so there was a point when we discussed where employer branding went from something which is just external, right? Mm. Um, as opposed to actually creating your internal employer brand, mm. because um, employer brands do not only exist for internal for external customers. Because if you're if you're a potential candidate to come and join our organization, what happens to the relationship we're building once you're a potential candidate? What happens once you're on the inside? Does that finish? Does that does that kind of disappear? Which, by the way, happens a lot, right? It, 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 it's the reality. Um, but this kind of tool helps us to bridge the gap to what happens post-employment, to what happens post somebody joins the company. Mm-hmm. If we are five people working from five different locations, right, and you've always met the brand on, on the online side of things, right, literally from the from the external perspective, mm-hmm. and when we explain to you what we're all about and this and that and what you get and what you don't get and, all, and what have you, once you join, what happens then? So this tool is a perfect tool to keep people kind of in check in a, in a certain friendly way, how people can sh- can see a unified idea of where we want to take our our our, our brand, mm. our our how, how we want to portray ourselves, what our sharing content, um, uh, and the pro- your career progression, um, and and the list goes on and on and on. Right, um, an employer brand keeps living from the second you meet a brand until years after you leave an organization. Mm. And that's the part, that's the journey. That's a 100% journey, but employer brands kind of stop after 15% of that journey. Mm. How do you think, I'm just thinking uh, in terms of maybe not identity, but uh, because it's on your phone, you can always bring it with you. You're carrying it all around with you. So, 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 uh, the, the identity is very easy to to to, to relate to, you know. Yeah. So um, um, it's 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 very relatable. You can relate um, w- w- with a brand very easily yeah. because it, and, and it's not a static thing. Employer branding as we as we knew it, or employer brands as we knew them before, mm. um, and and most of how they are these days is is a very static concept. Why? Because you you release your marketing material a video every quarter or every six months mm-hmm. and that's what there is mm-hmm. and nothing changes you know I, until the next iteration or until the next kind of cool thing to come out but with this since it's a living it's a it's a, it's a living concept which is constantly changing and which is which is different on a daily basis mm-hmm. 
it's it, it's a, it's a kind of ongoing journey and, and and that's and that's the beauty about it yeah you say like we you pop up like offices and casinos etc yeah, you yeah. pop up you build the frameworks you build the spaces and the rooms i'm thinking yeah. may, like is there also like for the personal for the individual we're talking about internal mm-hmm. audiences here mm-hmm. is there also the possibility of the individual branding if you know what i mean in terms of Hey, Heidi does this, but she also knows this. I'm, I'm thinking what you were saying, like career progression. Uh, so to sort of uh, the individuals actually get to expose themselves in a way that they would in the office rather than just sitting at home. Yeah, I mean uh, anything which is anything which is 3D possible. Mm. Um, it is literally possible. So, for example, at Arise, we have 300 3D creators and artists working for us to to um, uh, help us grow this concept, right? Mm -hmm. And the 3D involvement of our product out there into the market varies from literally creating objects and and, and retail items to environments, to offices, to to galleries, to shows, to anything out there, you know? So so as part of the bespoke um, world, kind of metaverse environment, it could... an arrangement could be done that every employee has their kind of um, portfolio um, done up in a 3D environment and an augmented reality environment where people can experience and see exactly what what's happening in, in this employee's world and so on and so forth. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the sky's the limit with the stuff, you know. Um, anything that is visual is doable. But that's the future. Where, where, are Absolutely. We, where are we right now with employer branding, like at this very point? Um, that, that, that's a very sensitive question. Well, when employer branding, it kind of, like I said before, um, we've got a lot of companies wanting to use it, but we're kind of stuck in a, in a certain in a certain zone where we're still kind of trying to adapt the old kind of notion of hey this is how cool we are this is our boat parties this is our fruit this is our um canteen this is our whatever mm-hmm. but we're kind of stuck at that apart and i have mentioned this the first time i spoke to you you know um literally so there are a number of a few a few companies that really do this right mm-hmm. um and if you remove those companies out of the equation we're kind of left with the whole gap of trying to attract people to actually implementing this mm. for an organization to grow on a number of levels. So that's where we are now. We're left with this gap, right? And you yourself are an HR professional and uh, uh, other, uh, you've met a lot of HR professionals, I'm sure. And when you ask them this question, the reality is that that's where we are. Mm. You know, and, and we're left with this gap. So this is what I'm going to try. This is what we're going to try and solve through this through this product. Or the question is very much more like keeping productivity high is sort of the the result of it. But how do we actually make uh, the coming back to the office attractive, uh, knowing that we work best together? while the resources very often me included like working from home i i mean i have the possibility to even move out of the country and still working so uh 
I mean, this gap that would be filled by this technological solution would be to sort of all of us can, can fit into it. The ones that actually want to meet and the ones that want to sort of stay remote because then it makes it all possible. Yeah, and this is what we're kind of trying to fill in at the moment. So, so imagine, imagine, remember way back when we had no cameras on, on, on our devices and it would be hard to explain something to people. Um, and then there came a time, fast forward 10 years, there came a time when somebody's trying to understand something or a problem at home or anything, and you would just call on, a, on one of the messengers available out there and switch on your camera, and you just show it around, and in one, literally one second, the person on the other side of the line would understand 10 hours of explanations. So we bring the technology is bringing people closer to reality. Now, what we're doing here is what you've just explained and said, Listen, I, I like this, uh, but there, there's nothing better than people working clo close together in a real office. What we're doing is bringing the situation as close as possible to reality, hence why segmented reality. Mm. Um, and, and that's what we're doing. And that's the bridge, and that's the gap we're trying to bridge. Um, and I have no doubt that, one, it's the way forward. Two, it's available already um, with, with companies like ours uh, at Arise, where we've been um, working on this technology and we've been refining this technology for the past five, six years. Um, and uh, yeah, and I'm very convinced about it, just yeah. like I was convinced when I started off employer branding and everyone looked at me like, hmm, is this okay. guy crazy or what? So you've been <laughs> mentioning the three different sort of stages or generations of employer branding. Yeah. Currently in stage two. We are currently in stage two, where we're trying to actually understand how employer branding fits within HR frameworks, right? Mm -hmm. Because so, I speak to a lot of people, you know, and they say, uh, our marketing department takes care of that. We don't really, you know, mm -hmm. it's there, but in our company, yeah. there's this guy when they have some extra time, they create some cool stuff for from marketing. And sometimes you find people who have project managers do this. And sometimes you find people who have HR professionals trying to do this as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's where we are right now. Yeah. But there is no proper refined framework of how this fits in into organizations for the benefit of cultures, yeah. of, of growth. You know, everyone kind of gives it, gives it a, their own twist. You know, uh, which which is great, by the way. There's no there's no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, there should be um, a skeleton framework, mm -hmm. which should be adapted by companies, right? And uh, rumor has it that you're you have this disruptive thing coming. Well, I have this disruptive thing coming. Furthermore, I also want to get. I, I there are times when I say I, I'd love to get reinvolved in helping out organizations with this concept a bit more, mm -hmm. um, which is which was something I left a bit for, for a while. Mm -hmm. um, because since 2018 up to this current day, a lot has happened, but nothing has really progressed, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and these days I say, okay, maybe it's time um, to get back in and help some organizations with this yeah. concept and, and shape it up and sort of take pick up pick up pick up the situation where 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 it currently is and sort of move it along to the next level and really explain and implement what is really needed for that particular situation mm -hmm. um, so yeah um <clears throat> i want to end this with mm -hmm. you know what's the best advice that you can give to employers out there but before that is, have we missed anything 
Is there anything that you feel like uh, I did not get this out that you want to share? I don't think we've missed anything sort of on an introductory level to, 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 the, to, the, um, to the subject. I mean, we can go on for days about this, you know, and days and days and days, and I can get very complicated and complex about the subject and, and go into little intricacies, you know, here and there, which, which never end. But um, I think we've covered... Somewhere we lose the audience then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It gets very boring then. But I, I, think, we've, I, think, we've covered, I, I think we've covered the main, the main topics of the subject, yeah. Fantastic. So if you want to give a gift, to the employers out there, to the organizations. Okay. If, um, if I could give one key golden advice to employers wanting to um, implement employer branding, it's portray and mirror what you actually believe in and, and the way the company is set up and the way the organization approaches things especially with inter not just frameworks even how the way it approaches methodologies with mm. with with with, with skill sets and people mm. because if you portray the wrong thing people will leave hence high turnover mm. and companies that have high turnover kind of have the answer to why it's happening right there um and word of mouth um goes quite quickly you know it's the strongest way of of passing on a message and and it flows quite quickly and if it's damaging it's very hard to bring that reputation back you know it's very hard so you draw the you draw the cell something on a lower level and and um, show the real you rather than trying to fake it and getting it wrong and and that's the one key advice which 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 is key literally Golden advice. Key. That's the golden advice. The key, key go, the golden key. <laughs> Thomas, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to sort of sit in an augmented reality metaverse office with, with my team. I will be there. Fantastic. In the <laughs> and, and I can promise you, you will be the first one to see it. Amazing. I'll keep your word on it. Good stuff. Thank you for coming. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Cheers. This was a pleasure. Amazing. Really good fun. Ciao. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye.